Hello and welcome to the Daily Post podcast. My name is Yuri Mello. I will be your host as I guide you through the most valuable and relevant emotional and psychological ideas. Ideas that will transform your perspective and enhance your personal life and relationships. Let's do this. This is episode number 14. It's Laughter Week. Hello everyone, welcome. It's so good to be here. I hope this just becomes a terrific, terrific week for you as we bring laughter back into your life, back into your week. I mean, as I was thinking about this topic, I just thought to myself, man, Yuri, when was the last time that you really guffawed, right? I mean, you just laughed gutturally, like the kind of laughter that just makes you feel alive, that makes your stomach rumble, that makes your whole body like just shake, that brings tears to your eyes, Um, that makes your belly hurt, right? I mean, have you, oh my gosh, I have such great memories of just laughing, whether it be at a comedian or at a movie or with friends, that kind of just unexpected laughter, right, that just takes you by surprise, And then even if you want to stop laughing, you just can't, especially if you happen to be in a situation where maybe it isn't appropriate to laugh, and then all of a sudden you're laughing uncontrollably and you just can't stop. Laughter is wonderful, it's contagious, and guess what? It is absolutely, it's good for you, and that's what this week is all about. It's about you creating opportunities for you to laugh and to bring laughter to others. Because, you know, sometimes I just feel like my life is so busy, whether it's with work in the mornings, uh, with other responsibilities, with my children, and all of these are wonderful things that I believe I am grateful for, deeply, sincerely grateful for. But I have found, and especially as I was reading through this topic and coming up with some ideas for this show, I've realized that I just don't laugh the way that I used to laugh, at least as often as I used to laugh. I read this this simple statement, and it said that children laugh 200, on average, right, they laugh 200 times a day compared to people like me. Oh my gosh, I've become such an old person for heaven's sakes. But we laugh, sometimes our average is 26 times a day. That means 174 times the children laugh more than we do. Okay, that's what this week is about, is I want to increase and improve those ratios in my life. I remember very specifically, even now as I'm talking to you, and I think you'll find that this is true for you, that as you begin to laugh, you begin to remember other moments when you laughed. It's so interesting. But I remember one time I was training for some race, maybe a 5K, 10K, maybe a half marathon. I don't know. Maybe I was uh, motivated at that time. I'm not sure. But I remember... I. I used to run to music and then I kind of switched off and I was running to things like podcasts and other information. And then one time I tried to read, I'm sorry, I tried to run to a comedian. I believe it was Kevin James. Uh, This specific act that he does is called Sweat the Small Stuff. Oh my goodness, if you haven't listened to that, you should go listen to that. But I remember trying to run 
and listening to this at the same time. And it was completely impossible. Like I just couldn't do it because I couldn't maintain my breathing because I was laughing so hard while I was running. So I had to switch back to some podcast that, you know, that was about some serious topic or whatever. But laughter is just powerful. And I want you this week, and of course, from now on, I want you to seek for humor in your life. We know that laughter in the short term soothes our tension, it lowers our blood pressure, it lightens our load mentally. It just does. We also know that it increases our endorphins that are released by the brain, which are the well-being type endorphins, right? It boosts our immune system, it acts as a pain reliever, it improves our mood. And the other cool part that I absolutely love, and this is the one that it was so fun to just think about, is that laughter brings people together. Like I remember laughing with my friends about the most scandalous and ridiculous things. And it's just so good. It's such a great way to improve your mood. So one of the ways that I want you, and these are just some ideas, and I'm sure that you can come up with much better ideas, but I love looking at, you know, the king and queens of these are my kids. They're great at finding funny gifts or giffies and sending them to me, and they're funny, and they make me laugh. I love when I get startled by laughter. I also have some favorite comedians, whether it be Kevin James or Brian Regan or uh, Jim Gaffigan, or there's a million others that just make me laugh out loud. And I want you to find those. I want you to seek those out. I want you to find your favorite funny shows, your favorite comic strips, and I want you to laugh. I want you to look, find those, listen to them, and laugh this week. I want you to tell some jokes, even if it's, you know, they're the ridiculous type of jokes. And I want you to listen to other people's jokes. Just find a way to put humor back in your life and better yet, share it. I find that I just take myself too seriously sometimes. And I've lost a little bit of sense for just laughter. And I think I've actually lost perhaps even some perspective because all of a sudden I find myself or my ideas or my beliefs too serious and I forget sometimes that life is just about joy. Well, it's not just about, but a large measure of it is joy, it's laughter, it's humor, and importantly, learning to laugh at myself. Now, I know that laughter doesn't solve everything, right? It's almost like changing your baby's diaper. It doesn't permanently solve problems for us, but it does make things better in the moment. And I think that's something that I want to talk about for just a moment, right, is this idea that there is, there is some humility and meekness and acceptance in laughter. And I found that a deep and profound sense of humility and meekness is a precursor to all change and a powerful philosophy in our lives that will provide us with a deep sense of compassion, of peace, and humor. And that simple thought, this simple idea, right, can keep us open, soft-hearted, and compassionate towards ours and other people's plight. It's so important to laugh at ourselves. 
because and, and I think one of the ways that I that I can do that is I I have to realize that I'm ignorant. Ignorant in the truest sense of the word, right? It's I just don't know. There are so many things that I don't know, and that is one of the great truths in this life. And actually, it's one of the great purposes in this life, right? Is to begin to seek for that truth and hopefully find pieces of it here and there. And this state of humbly seeking, praying, meditating, laughing is essential because it removes us from this brainful, hard-hearted, and resistant state of thinking that we somehow know all that there is to know, and it elevates us to this more mindful, soft-hearted, humorous, comedic place where we are willing to to discover the events that are relevant to us at the time. Now, I think it's wonderful to be a therapist because I often get to visit with people who walk into my office and they're in this awesome state of preparation, right? Life has been difficult for them, traumatic, and as a result, their heart is broken and their mind is willing And they are in a state of preparation to hear the truth, to challenge old notions, and to take action that will yield positive and lasting fruit that they've hoped for. Humor is such an important part of therapy. I, the moment that people walk into my office, I'm laughing. I'm smiling. I hope they're smiling and laughing with me because I'm certainly not here to make fun of them, but I'm here to make, to give perspective to their problems and to help them leave that very first session and all the other ones after with a sense of hope, with a sense of humor, with a sense of confidence. And I want them to learn to approach their life fully, accepting that they're ignorant, that we're fools at time. And when we do that, then we can find our sense of humor And we will find ourselves increasingly able to move beyond our mistakes instead of getting stuck in our black holes of shame and hopelessness, right? When we live our lives like that, like a scientist, and we become a student of our own life, and we observe our life around us and our behaviors and choices, you'll be able to find a beautiful balance between the things you will sacrifice greatly for and attach to especially those that are meaningless and we don't need to. Having a sense of humor also allows us to see ourselves with a sense of compassion and others, by the way, with a sense of understanding. You won't get tripped up every time someone around you makes a mistake because you already know that they're a mess. We're a mess. But we can learn to do better. And when we're not caught up in our own self-righteousness or the fact that the people we love have stumbled, we can become sources of refuge and growth for them and humor and happiness for them. I find that humor elevates our personal perspective beyond labels and chronic diagnoses to a mindset of growth and fun and a constant evolution, which is the truth of our existence. As you accept this truth about you, right, that you're a fool, I hope you don't take that badly because I don't mean it that way, but we are. I always tell people I have this rule about people, and that rule is that we're all crazy. And I don't say that in an offensive way, so there's no need for you to take it that way. 
but just we're crazy. Our ideas are crazy sometimes. Our thoughts are crazy. The things that we do are crazy. And when I see myself and other people that way, I address them with humor. I address them with compassion and understanding. And my life becomes easier. I'm not being offended at every turn by things that people say. I'm relaxed. I'm linger, limber. I'm loose. I'm dynamic. I'm flexible instead of being hard-hearted and rigid. Now, I want to help you to increase this wonderful ability. And I want, I want you to be free so that you won't feel the need to personalize and internalize the mistakes of others because their errors are not about you. Their mistakes simply reveal their ignorance about themselves and their lack of mindfulness. And our own, by the way. People's mistakes, insecurities, anger, jealousies, and manipulative behaviors don't make them happy. Misery is the natural outcome of that kind of blindness. Their sins or mistakes may have a different name than yours, but both possess within them the seeds of redemption, love, and evolution. Armed with this truth and correct understanding of our personal and collective standing will allow your relationships to those individuals to be healing and progressive instead of stuck. I urge you to become a fool this week. (laughs) I know that sounds like terrible advice, but I want you because I want you to grow. I want you to be open. I want your heart to be softened. I want your face to smile. I want you to look upon yourself and other people with a sense of humor and comedic relief. I want you to look for the joy and I want you to find it. I want you to look and seek for laughter and I want you to find it. I want your heart to be soft, lowly and broken so that when events and circumstances happen around you, you'll be able to extract those seeds of truth that are embedded in those events and plant them internally and rejoice in the fruit thereof. My friend, take time this week. Take this assignment seriously, right? That's probably the wrong word. And seek and find laughter in books, in movies, in your children, in your spouse, in our ridiculous behavior. And just have a wonderful, wonderful week filled with laughter. And I'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.